Take my yoke upon you, says the Lord, and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of the week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth, so that you may also come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, I'm always so happy and really ecstatic that our symbol for the love that God has for us is the human heart. That human heart, it's almost a miraculous thing itself. I don't know, it starts beating and it keeps beating our whole life. And uh, I don't know how many times, I should have looked that up, how many times does the human heart beat in one lifetime? Almost a miracle in itself. And that is the symbol that we have for God's love for us. I want to talk about that in a threefold way briefly this morning. And it kind of mirrors the readings today as well. One, God so loved the world that he sent his only son that all who believe in him might not perish but might have everlasting life. That God, who is pure spirit, who has no body, would deign to humble himself and come on and take on our human body and create a human heart to dwell in, that the creator would become a creature, that the playwright would enter the play, that eternity would enter time, that the poet would become the poem. God so loved us that he did this for us. He took on this human heart in order that we could be in a relationship with him. And then Jesus, with his pure human heart, lived in a pretty bad world, a pretty murderous and adulterous and sinful world. This heart of purity, this heart of love coming to save us, had to live among the worst. And I always think of the, the injury to his poor heart 
having to live among us. And then, of course, uh, Jesus came to save us. God did this miraculous, um, amazing thing, humbling himself to become one of us, and we thanked him by murdering him. We thank God for taking this beautiful gift which he had given us, and we nailed it to the tree. And after he was dead, we even, with, I think, is is that not pure hatred? Pierced his heart with a spear. And the blood and water flowed out. The birth of the church. The birth of the church. The blood and water flowed out until there was not any left. One drop of his blood would save the whole universe. He gave us every drop of his blood. Then the third thing is then that heart, that human heart that was pierced for us, for our sins, began to beat again, was recreated in, in the tomb, and he rose from the dead. And what did he say? I love you. I forgive you. Repent of your sinful ways and turn to me. There's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you. I love you. I forgive you. Return and come to me. This is the threefold love of God for each and every one of us. This is what we're here today to remember and to celebrate that he loves us very much. And the fourth part of the story is, of course, my heart and your heart. How will my heart respond to that heart of love? What will I say to God who's done all that for me? What will I do?